Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another wonderful and exciting episode of the Anthology of Horror. I am your host and narrator, Spring Heel Jack, and I want to thank you all very much for your continued subscriptions and positive reviews on the iTunes store. I gen- genuinely appreciate it. You guys are the best. Uh, even though I stopped recording for quite some time, you guys still did not drop off as a fan base, and for that I am extremely grateful. I want to apologize again for all the platform issues I had been experiencing with switching to Anchor. That was the worst decision I've ever made. Anchor can suck my dick. That is a horrible podcasting uh, platform. I recommend Buzzsprout. And no, they did not pay me $15 to say that. Fuck you, Anchor. You guys are pieces of shit. Also, this episode is most definitely not safe for work, so if you're easily offended, you're around a bunch of pussies, or, you know, you have a frail backbone, then... Turn it off now, because this will definitely offend you. And finally, I use advertisements in this show that I did not write. They do The products and brands do not endorse me, and I don't own the rights to any of the recordings. They are indeed owned by Rockstar Games, the makers of Grand Theft Auto. And I use them to break up the show because they're funny. So if you don't like it, blow me. And we're going to get started with one of those fake ads, and I'll be back with terrifying dating stories. At the law firm of DeLeo and Furex, we understand that sometimes life throws you a curveball. We help our blue chip clients get their lives back after circumstances have conspired against them. Just listen. It was an unfortunate accident what happened to my wife on that precarious cliff. DeLeo and Furex can't bring my wife back, but they made sure I didn't end up in the slammer. I was unfortunate enough to be found with 15 kilos in my spare tire. I was so mad at the auto repair shop that sold me that tire. Thanks to DeLeon Furax, the district attorney saw it that way too. I I accidentally torched a Quickie Mart when my medication ran out. (laughs) DeLeon Furax helped me and the community by ensuring a healthy settlement from the pharmaceutical company. At DeLeon Furax, we understand the judicial system and will ensure the truth is heard, no matter how improbable. We're not cheap, but what price can you put on truth? Call the Leo and Furex today at 866-974-2333. That's 866-9-SHADY. The Leo and Furex. Accidents happen, and we'll prove it. Okay. So, these are about Tinder explicitly right now. I'll tell you when it switches. I have not read any of these. I have just merely selected them based on the title. As always, so my reactions are going to be genuine. I've gone on one Tinder date. We talked for a bit and agreed to pick her up at Starbucks. She looked nothing like her pictures, but I thought I should be nice and at least hang out with her for a bit. We went to her place and her entire house smelled like cat piss, like saturated cat piss. Then she proceeded to show me her massive collection of animal tail butt plugs. She screamed at her chihuahua and smacked it in the face without missing a beat and then asked if I want to make out on the couch. I awkwardly sat down and pretended to look at my phone and made up that my grandma was dying so I could get the fuck out of there. Yeah, I'm sure after you made out with her for a little bit. So, next story. I met this girl on Tinder. We went for a lunch date. We had a pretty good connection. We decided to have dinner as well. After a few drinks, one thing led to another. Ended up back at my place. We hooked up and I went to sleep. Middle of the night, I wake up, and she's intensely staring at me while she's crouched behind the bed. I ask her if everything is all right, and she said yes, and got back into bed. I thought, a little creepy, but probably nothing to worry about. She lays down to cuddle with me, 
and she's wet for some reason. At the time, I was like, damn, I must just be a stallion. Fast forward to the morning, she's gone, and there's a wet puddle behind the bed. She peed on my floor. I still don't understand it. I had a bathroom, but maybe she got lost and couldn't hold it. I did not hear from her again, and I just want to be clear, we were both drunk, but not that drunk. <laughs> Somebody matched with me on Tinder and asked if I'd be interested in dating his dad. Oof. Number four. Talked to him for two weeks before we went out. There were no red flags, so we ended up going out to dinner. I said I hadn't been out in a while because I was trying to save money for a washer and dryer. He told me instead of saving, I should have a boob job. <laughs> I didn't even know how to reply, so he followed it up with, it's not a bad thing. My sister and mom both have tiny tits and got boob jobs, and they look amazing. This is all before the waitress brought our drinks, so I just got up and left. Met up with a Tinder girl at Dave & Buster's. She brought me there for a fucking pyramid scheme sign-up presentation. Gotta respect the hustle. Do you, though? Do you? I certainly don't. We were supposed to meet at 9 p.m., he fell asleep and called me at 9.30 when I was already at the carnival. I told him not to bother as I didn't want to see him now. He asked for another chance and I agreed. Unfortunately, my dad got really ill and I had to spend the next six weeks in the hospital visiting him daily. I had no time for dates and he got extremely mad. He made a fake Instagram account which he used to follow me and everybody that I followed. He then saw me in a friend's Instagram story and showed up to the restaurant where I worked at. He called me a whore and a liar and we had to threaten to call the police because he would not leave. Wow. Number seven, first date. She wanted me to get into a bar fight with a perfectly friendly guy who bought us a round of shots. Why? Because she found out he was a Scorpio. Man. I matched with my best friend's fiance after an engagement poem. No, after the engagement party. Screenshots of everything... Uh, and lost my best friend because I don't play that. I was uninvited to the wedding, and the marriage only lasted 18 months. Well, it sounds like you needed a better friend. Fuck that shit. Fresh off a breakup on campus, I matched with this really good-looking girl who's talking pure filth. Obviously, I'm just an idiot who is with a hurt heart, so I didn't question it too much. Head over to her place a few days later. She insisted to come over on a certain day at a certain time. Very specific. Half an hour in, her husband came home. I was being used in a revenge plot. Oof. You're a sucker. Guess there's a new sucker born every day. Looks like it was you this time, chump. My worst Tinder experience was pretty traumatizing for me at the time. I was a sophomore in college. She was a junior or senior at the time. Uh, the first time we ever hung out, I went over to her apartment and we watched Netflix and hung out. Nothing crazy. I was thinking, this chick is super cool. We may have something here. So I leave telling her I'd like to see her again if she's down. She told me she would love to and just hit her up whenever and we'll make some plans. So we start texting and Snapchatting throughout the week and organize some plans for the following weekend and out of nowhere she starts sending me unsolicited nudes. Never once asked for them and then we were hanging out the weekend prior. There was no sexual activity at any level. We quite literally just watched Netflix and relaxed. Caught me off guard but I was okay with it. I'm a young college guy. And she's a little bit older and wants to send me nudes after only hanging out one time. Say less? What? You're a fucking retard. Huh. I don't understand what this, the horror story is. What the fuck? Out of nowhere, she sends me nudes. Never asked for them. No, I guess that's the horror story. I never once asked for them. 
Yeah, that's frightening, man. Frightening. Thank you, user Tommy Salami420. I think, uh, I hope you never have kids. I went on a Tinder date a couple of months ago on a Sunday afternoon, met up with the guy at three, had really good energy, and he was funny and complimentary. The place we wanted to go to had a long had a long line, so we went to another restaurant on the water for a drink and appetizers. He started pounding my ties. I had one, he had three, and they were strong. Like I was tipsy, borderline drunk off one. Yeah, that's probably more than enough to get you drunk. If you're ordering my ties, I can imagine you're tiny. The bar had a two my tie per person limit, but he found another bartender to get a third. If the bar has a limit on how many you drink and it's a just a rule for everyone, you probably shouldn't push that line. He got drunker and drunker and started telling me that he loved me, joking at first, but getting increasingly serious. Oh, this poor bastard. As we left, he asked me to marry him, and I kind of laughed it off, and was like, maybe we should take it slow, we just met each other. He got so mad that he stormed off and left me on the street corner. Then as soon as he got home, at 5pm, he started texting me, come over, and I miss you. That poor bastard. I mean... I'm not one to talk about alcohol tolerance because I cannot drink like a gentleman myself, but Jesus Christ, that's just, that's just hooch talking. Man. Number 12. We lived about 25 minutes from each other, so we agreed to meet at the beach pier halfway between. Before meeting, we had been texting, and he seemed totally normal. I was already at the pier when he texted me saying he couldn't meet me there because his license is revoked and it's too far from the walk. I should have just left then, but I agreed to meet him at a pizza place closer to him. I get there, and I'm standing outside when I see him and quickly realize the pics from his profile were at least five years old. Homeboy looks like a dollar store version of himself. Greasy, and looks like he hasn't showered in days, hair's undone, holes in his shirt. I awkwardly give him a side hug and suggest we get a seat, and he says, oh no, we're, we're not getting pizza, let's go to the park. I awkwardly say, okay, and as he talks, I realize his gums and tongue ring are stained black from smoking. Ew. By this point, I'm completely turned off. And I'm just keeping up with formalities. You should have just left, dude. But we get to the park, find a bench to talk on. And before I can sit down, homie pulls me onto his lap, squeezing me and saying, God, you're cute. I awkwardly scooch away and try to get a conversation going. He pulls out his phone and starts texting for a few minutes, not listening to me, before interrupting with me with, have you smoked? My friend is a plug, so we can go back to my place for a bowl. I declined. Come on, my place is right over there. We could have some fun, too. I declined again. Next thing you know, he pulls me close to his face and whispers, You're so innocent. Before broad tongue licking my face from chin to ear. Shell-shocked, I sat there for a moment, processing what the fuck just happened as he keeps talking about weed before I decide to fake an urgent phone call and leave. Rough. Thirteen. First date, we went to see a movie. She brought her sister along without consulting me first, and I somehow ended up paying for both of their tickets. That's funny. That's fucking hilarious. Bit of a doormat, old me. We went to see Star Wars The Force Awakens. Turns out, neither of them had seen a Star Wars film before, nor had any idea what was going on. That is a deal-breaker by itself. Awesome. Date ended at McDonald's after the movie with one hour of her eating fries one at a time and her sister talking shit about basically everybody at her work. To this day, I'm not sure what that date was about, and there was no second date. Sounds like it was about you being a sucker. God, you're a pushover. It ended up being a double date with his mom and her OkCupid date. He told me that he and his mom were a package deal. I was mortified and there was no second date. That's so fucking weird. Sounds like he was just trying to tag along with his mom and intimidate the guy. Maybe. I don't know. Chatted with this girl for about two weeks. 
Every conversation went well, and eventually I got her number, and she started sharing nudes and talking dirty. Late one evening after a stressful workday, she talks me into driving an hour to get coffee with her. She spends the next hour and a half nonstop complaining about her ex and how she has to see him at the bank and all this personal upset girlfriend, ex-ex-girlfriend shit. She cuts me off anytime I try to speak or change the subject right back to him. A day later, I get a text about how I didn't do any talking and I was boring. And I was too boring to be anything more than just friends with. She got irate when I pointed out that she would not allow me to speak and only wanted to talk about her ex-boyfriend when we have never once had a slow or boring conversation before meeting up. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's fucked up, but you're a pushover for sticking around as long as you did, sucker. And uh, let's take a quick break. Throughout human history, people have come to these shores to pursue the American dream, life, liberty, and the chance to exploit others and get one over on your fellow man. Some people say America is a Wild West Darwinian nightmare. But hey, we have the best fried food and theme restaurants in the world. To take full advantage of the remarkable opportunities of this land of select freedom, you've got to understand the language of freedom. Some call it American English. Others call it backwater stump jumping gibber speak. But to us, it's plain old redneck. It's the language of government, business, and the language of friendship. And now you can learn real spoken English. Fast with this exciting 40 cassette program called Learn Redneck Pretty Fast. Available in Spanish to Redneck, French to Redneck, Japanese to Redneck, English, and of course Latin. Just listen to this vocabulary lesson. Repito, hermana. Girlfriend. Bueno. Order now, and you'll get a commemorative spit tune and a videotape that shows you how to cook armadillo. Armadillo is good eating. It's like a lobster, except you can run over it and eat it. Called now. <laughs> Number 16. This girl I matched with just messaged me to troll me. I was like, hey, what's up? And she was like, don't even talk to me unless you plan on fucking me with your nine inch dick. I forgot what my reply was, but she obviously never messaged me back. Then a week later, I'm getting McDonald's, and this girl is the one that handed me the food. Poetic justice. She recognized me instantly and had this look of fear in her eye. I walked out quickly, and the poor girl thought I purposefully sought her out to confront her or something. You should have. That's funny. Went on a date, number 17, after talking to this guy for a few weeks and told him I was thinking of getting my nose pierced, but was afraid it would hurt. Oh. We are walking through a park in broad daylight, and this dude takes the safety pin out of his pocket and fucking jams it through his nostrils. Oh, my God. Jesus. Blood pours down his face, and he laughs and says, see, no big deal. What the fuck? That's frightening. That's the scariest one so far. 18. Met a guy, decent conversationalist, smart, funny, mutual nerdy hobbies, and we decided to meet up at a local gamer bar. The hell is that? Play some games while having our first date. We get in, sit down, and homeboy has no teeth. Says a hack dentist told him they all had to be removed. Couldn't get dentures due to the budget. Oof. Needed to wait for bone shards. Oh, God. To fall out of his gums. Proceeded to spit all over his food while, or spit all over our food while talking, which granted, I know he couldn't help, but if he can hide something this big from somebody, what else is he hiding? Plus, I couldn't stomach the thought of making out with somebody who was toothless. Man, ruthless and toothless, huh? 19. Found this really hot woman close by, talked a bit, went for pizza, then back to her place, and a few weeks later I met her child who adored me. Now we live together and have another child. Deleted Tinder, never again. 
What? This is for scary stories, fuckwit. What the fuck? How, I guess that is kind of scary. Not my story, number 20, but I knew a guy who had a Freudian slip uh, bad enough that it ruined everything. I was told this story by him after he got home, and suffice it to say, why the fuck did he say that? Doesn't even cover it. Date had been going well, and they were walking back to the bus station. Oh, my God. It's not, go it's not going well. If you're walking with your Tinder date back to the bus stop, you fail. You have failed. They passed a creepy alley, and she said something to the effect of, wow, I wouldn't want to go down that alley, to which he responded, imagine, I imagine, you're very rapable. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Suffice to say, she ran for the hills. He was mortified. And he was very much not a creepy person and had no clue why he'd said that, nor has he, to any extent of my knowledge, ever raped anybody. But Jesus Christ, I agree with the girl's decision to run. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a safe time to get out of there. I'm glad she left. That's fucking weird. Um, I still haven't heard the end of a comment that I made once. Uh, <laughs> not, in, well, in a similar vein. I was uh, out to dinner with some friends. I was probably 16, maybe 15 might have been even younger. And I made a comment. They were, you know, there were a couple of girls that were talking about fear of rape and whatnot. And one of the girls was tough. Her dad is a notorious tough guy. And I made the comment about how she was the least likely to get raped because she was, I didn't say because she was tough. I thought it was implied. And uh, I still haven't heard the end of that. So fuck you. I get it. That's fucked up. I don't know. Uh, and I didn't even think about the ramifications of saying that. I didn't. I still feel bad about it. It's been a long time, but uh, they can get over it. Number 21, she wanted to record us having sex so she can send it to her ex-husband. Over dinner, she told me that she enjoyed being punched and her favorite kind of sex was safe word rape. So I deleted Tinder and never talked to her again. Good for you. 22, I went to his place and we hooked up. But after he goes, so you want to know what I'm really into? And I was like, yeah, sure. Then he grabs my foot. I have a really irrational fear of people touching my feet. So I ran there. I ran the hell, what? So I ran the hell out of there anyways. I get into the living room and on the way out, it turns out it's his parents' house and I look at his mother and see my old therapist. Oh God, that's multifaceted. Jesus Christ. 23, me and a girl agree to hook up. This was a few years ago. We did the traditional swap of nudes beforehand to make sure we both liked each other enough and she shows up at my place five months pregnant. I asked her how the fuck... She hide that stomach, and she said, hey, he only asked to see my tits. Touche. Wow. You're a fucking douchebag. Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's terrible. I recently went on a date with a midget who told me that her baby daddy is a murderer and recently was released from prison. The guy is also looking to get back together with her. Oof. There's a comment on that one that says, I see from your geotag that you're from Detroit. And I'd like to ask, when do you have dates that don't go like this? <laughs> Oof. Oh, God. I arranged to meet this woman after about a week of messaging. It seemed like it would be pretty casual. A few, few beers at her house, or at her friend's house with a couple of people. I turned up. After about three year, or after about three beers, she buys some weed off her friend, and a bong is brought out, which I'm okay with. 
I don't care if other people smoke, but I don't anymore because I get anxiety attacks when I do. I swear that's all weed does is a fucking anxiety attack in a baggie. She offers me a, a cone, and I accept, not wanting to be the odd one out. Uh, her friend that sold her the weed said, nah, I'll pack him one of mine. Okay, whatever's. I remember nothing of the rest of the evening. My friend told me I turned up to his house six miles or six kilometers away at midnight, rambling to myself, and he put he put me in the spare bedroom to sleep. Claims I was talking to myself for a few hours before I fell asleep. I seemed to have an entire conversation with people. I blocked her on Tinder and have never seen her since. No idea what the fuck was added to that weed. To this day, I cannot figure it out. Seems like you got dusted, amigo. That's fucked up. Like. They drugged him and left him to walk in fucking traffic. I'm surprised he had his wallet and his shoes. Surprised he had his shoes. Damn, that's fucking ridiculous. Uh, Here's another horror story. There was this girl that lived half an hour walk away from me. We matched in the evening, started talking in the morning. She was pushy to meet at her place, and I agreed. Let me preface this with the fact that her photos were cool. They showed the fact that she wasn't thin, but she was still attractive in my opinion. We meet, and I instantly get put off. Her hair was messy, she's wearing old pajamas, her apartment reeks of chicken, and I'm pretty sure she just woke up and didn't even wash her face. She didn't stop talking about how she was going, about how she wasn't going to let me have sex with her. But she grinded herself against me, and we made out a little bit. It was clear to me that she was turned on and wanted to proceed, but I stopped her. And then... She spent the rest of the date complaining about how I think she's fat, and that's why I didn't want to have sex with her. Honestly, I remained for an extra hour because she had this amazing Dalmatian with a broken leg, and the dog was really happy to see somebody new, and I instantly fell in love with the dog, but I didn't ever talk to that bitch again. All right. You walked to her house. Don't be too judgmental. <laughs> I've met a few jaded, very opinionated, classless women with some that had very strong, hyper-feminist Nazi views. Ooh, that's interesting. We didn't click, so I cut it short. A few got angry at the rejection, and a few over text when chatting, I realized it wasn't going to work, and rather than ghosting, I politely declined the date request. Lots of anger from these. Oh, I'm not your type? I'm no one's type, apparently. Thanks for reminding me why I'm so much better single and guys suck. Ah, yes, blame the men. Or really clingy ones, where when I'm busy at the gym, they text me, that I didn't reply in 45 minutes, and I'm bailing on the date six hours later for tonight. Oh, well, I guess you're a typical Tinder flake. Uh, I was at the gym, my phone's in my bag, but yeah, now we're assuredly off. <laughs> oh, some guys flaked on you, glad to know you're going to take it out on me instead of handling rejection like a grown-up. But honestly, the vast majority of dates have been relatively nice, a little boring, a few girls who literally just wanted drunk sex, and I've met a few really cool girls, 7 out of 10. Um... Well, good for you. You're posting in the wrong forum, you fucking loser. Okay, this guy says, I've had these. <laughs> she looks nothing like her pictures. I honestly don't mind a bit of extra weight. I'm used to, I used to be heavy myself, and I can't look past that. But when your picture is 10 years old and 100 pounds is lighter, and now she's balding, that's not exactly who I matched with. Uh, I also had one where she had an overwhelming amount of baggage, a.k.a. single, for a very good reason. I'm nearly 30, and I get that my dates won't be in mint condition, but there are limits. I've had a woman still living with her divorced husband, and the entire date was one, one long tirade about everything that was bad about that guy. Seems to be most women's first date go-to conversation. 
Some other girl uh, told me she was living in a mental hospital and ate medicine-like breakfast cereal for her shopping list of issues. And the crazy cat ladies, of course. And then there's the other one where you cannot hold a conversation. Me like, yeah, I went to London last year. It was pretty cool. I like traveling, but I hate flying. Do you travel at all? And her response is something like, yes, or, uh, yeah, or, okay. Then I'll ask something like, what's your favorite destination? And hers will be Oslo, or, okay. What did you like about Oslo? I don't know. <laughs> Jesus. I've gone on a good number of Tinder dates, but the worst that I can remember was a girl who had a very severe panic attack because I asked her what topping she wanted on the pizza that we were sharing. On my Tinder profile, I had written that I will judge you based on your pizza toppings as a joke. She got really quiet, looked horrified, and asked me to take her home. Sad bitch. Damn. What the fuck? Okay, here's another one. I had my second Tinder date slash meetup today. I'm getting... Enough matches that I could probably arrange more, but I'm lazy. Okay. She messaged me first with a reference to my profile. Then we played a little guessing game to build some rapport, which she played along with. Then I used emojis to ask if she was interested in meeting up and going for a walk. She enthusiastically agreed. I got her number. She got mine. You had to use emojis to do that? Jesus Christ. Are you a caveman? Pictoglyphs? God. We met, and she seemed apprehensive. There were some awkward silences in the first few minutes of the interaction. She said, so what are we going to do? I said, let's go for a walk. So we start walking, and I try to ask her some basic questions to get a conversation going. Her answers were very short, and she only asked two questions in total. I could tell she was really uncomfortable, and she was walking quite far in front of me as if to get away from me. Sounds like you're the problem here, bro. There were many awkward silences. Suddenly, not really expected, she hits me with, I think this is really uncomfortable. I want to go home. And I said... So you don't think it's going to work? And her response was, no, have a nice day. We parted ways and she promptly unmatched me. Boo-hoo. So either she's socially awkward or has social anxiety, like me, but I've been working on it. For fuck's sake. Just because you're too chicken shit to ask somebody out in person doesn't mean that you have social anxiety. Or something about her, or something about me creeped her out. I'm pretty sure she decided she wanted to bail the moment she saw me or within a few seconds of us starting to talk. Were you wearing a shirt that said rapist on it or something? Like, Jesus Christ. Maybe you're just, you're just an asshole. That's what I'm getting from this. You're an asshole. You wrote a fucking eight-paragraph synopsis of nothing. I have a feeling her being uncomfortable grew within minutes. The whole intersec or interaction lasted five to six, to the point where she was fearing for her life, thought, like, thought I was going to rape her. Hey, you said it, not me. Well, I guess I did say it first, but I hadn't read this first. You just come off as a fucking weirdo. And this was in public in broad daylight. Oh, so if you were going to rape her, you wouldn't want it to be in broad daylight? Yeah, she made the right call by the sound of that. What a fucking weirdo. Oof. God. Fucking loser. All right, let's take a quick break. This fall, a new hard-hitting police drama is coming to Friday night. He was a well-to-do cop transferred to a troubled precinct downtown. His new partner is a space traveler with a passion for justice. It's Yuppie and the Alien. 
Look, you might vaporize dissidents in Alpha Centauri, but in this precinct, we do it by the book. I'm so terribly sorry, Captain. Ah, Gugan sorry. Don't miss this one-of-a-kind police drama. They're fighting crime the hard way. In designer clothes, with a quarter of a million dollar sports car, and a UFO. Partner, let's go cruise in the car and look moody. One tough downtown precinct, two outsiders doing things their way. Yuppie and the Alien on VBC. It's the knife that saved America. If you like the film Exploder, you'll love this enormous commemorative survival knife. In the handle, you'll find all of the things you'll need in any wilderness, disaster situation, or the jungle of your backyard. It comes complete with fishing line, needle and thread for sewing gashes back together, and an incredibly useful and durable toothpick. Team, go on without me! I got toughy stuck in tooth! It's okay, Ho-Chi. Try this! For those unplanned extended stays in the jungle, there's a saw for building your own hut, toilet paper, and a fold-out woman for company, as well as a serrated blade that can kill a man before he can scream. That'll shut you up. The Exploder Survival Knife. It's the knife that saved America. Now it can save you. This knife killed 25,000 people in Cambodia. Now you can too. All right, now let's throw in some from... I want to say that these are from Brazil, but I am not sure. They're translated, so some of it's amusing just based on that. At least what I gleaned from the intro, which I'm not going to read to you. But let's hear from Meredith, a PR account manager. This date ended up being my very first and date. That is the last league. I experienced to use the software for months, but never discovered anybody interesting until this person he had been attractive and fit my directory of desires. Employed, lives in a real town, seemed cool and interesting. I happened to be away at delighted hour. <laughs> Happy hour, I imagine, with girls from work. As he texted again, asking if I needed to have a glass or two. I experienced absolutely nothing to do this, so why not? I thought, night. We completed our beverages, in which... He decided to go to the toilet. We considered just walking down, but didn't. Didn't desire to be rude. Therefore, I waited as he returned his previously brand new beverages at hand. Oh, great. Another circular with Mr. Wonderful. However, when he returned, he was a person that is completely different. He began finally asking me personally concerns for as soon as so, when we told him I actually do PR for tech and consumer businesses, he changed their tune. Now, out of the blue, he knew everybody in the industry. Their dad, super well-linked. He, familiar with date Peter Thiel, associate. And continued about his relationship for a time. Knows of this individual and that individual and this person and would go to the battery. It absolutely was nauseating, therefore confusing. After a minute... He hates SF, while the next moment, he had been the startup name dropper that is typical. It had been going belated and cool. As soon as I reached into my case to seize a sweater, we noticed my secrets, which always sit into the pocket that is the same in the bag that weren't there. Damn. I had left them at the job, but this is an ideal out. We told him, 
I did some have some tips and ended up being extremely apologetic as I wrapped up and got up willing to leave. But he didn't allow me to keep. Don't you've got a roomie? It is possible to remain gets home with me until? Need to have another drink whilst you wait? What's the rush? No. I said, symbol that we don't have in English, I have a lengthy time tomorrow and I have to get house. He, gibberish, stop, and I finally told him my workplace and had doorman that leaves at 9 p.m., plus I had to obtain my secrets before then. Fine. Where is your working environment? Is he'll stroll with you? Damn it once again. Now this person would definitely walk beside me. Luckily for us, my workplace is from the cusp of Fidi and Soma. Therefore, it was nearby. But right here, the kicker, bait I done. Doorman, and I didn't desire him to understand where he worked. We stepped through Fidi, the option of my office, and I also ended up being desperately scanning for workplace structures with lobby slash doorman. I recall finding one on Howard. Then one, and told him. This might be personally. He asked if he should wait, and we stated no. It's fine. I may check always emails and materials before venturing out. Thank you for the date. He hugged me personally, by after which we waited and viewed when I wandered in. I experienced two legit head in the building, walked as much as the front desk guy and began speaking. We pretending like we knew the protection guard, making tiny talk while waiting for him to go out for the part of my attention. As soon as we did, we told the safety man, I have to be when you lock the building. Asked him for instruction as to my genuine workplace, simply to maybe perhaps not appear therefore odd. And strolled the residential blocks, getting my keys and went house. It absolutely was so brutal. He texted me personally that evening to ensure I acquired in okay. And that was a very nice slash reasonable but of course, we never ever taken care of immediately a message from that guy once again, and straight away deleted the league that night. Woof. Dizzying. Alright, so we are not going to be reading any more of those. I don't know what that was all about, but, uh, wow. Good God. Okay, here is another compilation of supremely cringy and terrifying first date horror stories. Mm. Okay, I went on a Tinder date in January that ended poorly. At the end, he tried to kiss me, so I dodged, tripped over the curb, broke my fibula while falling into traffic. The guy got down on the road with me, moved my hair behind my ear, and whispered, We could tell people that we fell in love. That's funny. That's funny. Kind of. And you fell and broke your leg. That's really funny. How fucking frail are you? All right. The girl asked if I could buy her something for takeout, mainly because her boyfriend only lets her see other people if he can get a meal out of it when she gets back home. Hashtag poverty. Jesus Christ. On a first date, my great-grandmother's name is Mario. Oh, I'm sorry. My great-grandfather's name is Mario. My great-grandfather's my name is Mario. My dad's name is Mario. I'm Mario. And if you don't mind, I'll be naming our child Mario. <laughs> it's a me, Mario. That's creepy as fuck. Uh, when I was a senior in high school, I went out with this guy after school. We grabbed smoothies, smoked a joint, and we were planning on doing the boop. What the fuck? Ugh. He picked a zit when he thought I wasn't looking. And 
While his face bled, he licked his finger. I thought I was going to puke. You're a fucking high school kid. Go away. Okay, here's another one. Maybe. Low, low bar for what's scary, I guess, with these pussy kids these days. Jesus Christ. Uh, he asked me out to dinner, but instead of a restaurant, he pulls into an empty parking lot and pulls out his flaccid dick. He looks at me with a shrug and goes, eh? I look him in the eye, all stern, and for a good minute before, he zips up his pants and drives me back home in complete silence. Only when he pulls in my driveway, he says, your eyes are too big for your face. I just get out and start walking to the door, but he gets up too. I figured to apologize, but no, he tried to kiss me goodnight. Wow. Autism. That is brutal. I went on a date with some guy I met online. He wanted to meet me for drinks, so I went to the pub and waited. He showed up 20 minutes late on his bicycle. Proceeded to come into the bar down two pints after giving me a point and wink. I overheard him telling the waitress to put it on his tab, and then he came over on the table with another beer. He proceeded to tell me about his two boys, not to mention no mention of them in our previous conversation, and how his mom wanted to take all of them to Disney World. He told her that would be too expensive, so he left his boys at home, and he and his mom went to Disney World instead. Then he proceeded to tell me that he rode his bike everywhere because after his sixth DUI, those dumb cops took his license away. He mocked me for drinking water, and then his next breath told me that he could really see falling in love with me, in, uh, and wow. In 20 minutes, I got about 10 words out, and most of them were me telling him I had to go. I later found out that he worked for a friend's father and that he was married. Yeah, nice. Wow. Date was dinner and a movie with a girl. We got the movie times wrong, so went to dinner first, and after ordering, she starts looking at her phone and gets this weird look on her face. I ask her what's wrong. She says her cat's gone missing. She goes outside to make a phone call, comes back five minutes later, saying she has to go. I get our food boxed and pay the bill. I drive her back to her dorm, and she runs inside with no goodbye. I shrug it off eat my cold dinner, and later that night, I check Facebook to see her on a date with a different guy. I send her a message asking how her cat is. Probably pretty good. Fuck. Jesus Christ. Who cares? Tell me you're all butthurt about it. Man, you dodged a bullet. She had a cat. Come on. Got a call from a friend of a friend who I thought I'd met once before asking if I wanted to go out. Sure. I went out to her place about 40 minutes away. I realized upon arrival that I didn't actually know her name. We had dinner, talked, made out a bit, talked about going out again, made out some more, and called it a night around 1 a.m. I tried several ways to get her to reveal her name to no avail. I dropped her off at her place, drove her home, and went to bed. I realized the following morning that she had never spoken my name either, not on the phone or in person, and I further realized I didn't have her phone number and called a mutual friend to ask for her number. Mutual friend had no idea who I was talking about. I gave him the address of the girl. He said he didn't know anybody from that town, and the address wasn't familiar, and I never heard from her again. Well, you're a, you're a fucking idiot. Your quality of life is pathetic. You're, yeah, fuck you. You deserve that. Oh my God. Okay, so we're going to take another quick break, because this next one looks like a fucking novel, and I'm sure it's going to be just as infuriating as all the other ones. Please hold. Lock up your daughters. Shoot your sons. Dead. Because Love Fist is coming to town. Fist. Fist. Fist the world tour that has been banned throughout the world comes to Vice City. 
The monsters of rock and roll excess. Love Fist. Get ready for a night of death metal love ballads that'll have you shoving your fists in the air. It's the Steel Heart Stone Cold Prostate Tour, brought to you by Giggle Cream, because dessert should be funny, and the Maibatsu Thunder, because after you get struck by lightning, there's thunder. Come see the pounding rock from the band that brought you hits like Chin Stainer, Liver Buster, and Dangerous Man, Dead Family. Come get Love Fisted. Love Fist at the Vice City Arena. Brought to you by V-Rock. All right. When I was 19, I was working at a shop in a less traveled part of downtown. Downtown where, Holmes? It does matter. Downtown Paducah looks a lot different than downtown Los Angeles. It was wintertime, and my hometown is dead in the winter. So there's very little foot traffic. I was working alone on a Saturday night, and this cute backpacker guy comes into the shop. We got to chatting, and he invited me to hang out with him at his grandparents' house, which is on the lakefront property. I agreed, like an idiot, all excited and flattered that this hot, scruffy guy had asked me out, thinking it was romantic or something. This could have been me. <laughs> well, I went there after I closed the shop down at 10 p.m. I got the address he had given me, and... Looked like a nice enough place, but there were no grandparents in sight. I wondered briefly if he had broken into some random vacation property, but he seemed familiar with a few key things, like where the bathroom was and whatnot. I stayed there, and he made a craft dinner, which seemed cool. Then we sat inside and began talking about occult Illuminati symbolism on the American dollar bill. This really could have been me. But uh, everything in the U.S. is a giant conspiracy theory run by them, and uh, at this point, I start feeling uncomfortable. He told me about some experience he had in Tofino, which is a small hippie-ish town on Vancouver Island. Oh, definitely not me. Where he was on the beach and apparently saw hippies come out of the forest, draw a big circle in the sand, and then dance and chant around it in the moon slash candlelight. Honestly, this could have been true. He told me about some spooky supernatural experiences he had in Stanley Park in Vancouver that almost cemented his belief in ghosts. Then the kicker, he told me he could see auras. So far, all this could just be uh, some hippie, free-spirited guy talking about his beliefs, but he said that he believed he was, oh no, descended from the wizard Merlin, since Merlin had the gray aura, and so did he. He believed he was a wizard and had some kind of power. That's why all these weird things kept happening to him. I had to go. I told him I worked early, and then I'd get outside, and it was the first snowstorm of the year. Yay. I could barely get my car up the driveway, but finally did. No way was I going back inside or considering staying the night. At the time, I thought he was weird, but he was more worried. But, but I was more worried about driving in the snow or waking up my parents after being out so late. He texted me once or twice after that, but I kept telling him I was busy. I should have known better, way better. That was so dangerous. Nobody knew where I was, so I was extremely lucky that he was a harmless hippie. And when I tell the story to friends, they laugh about my date with the wizard Merlin, but I shudder to think of how dumb I was. It's more about that than about some weird, kooky dude. Yeah, you did get lucky, kid. That's fucked up. Could have been fucked up. That guy was just weird. <laughs> uh, this one guy complained about how he resented that nobody would let him 
talk to them about the dark side of life, including violence. I mentioned that I have a hard time watching violence against animals on TV. Uh, I meant reality TV shows that show stories of animals who have been harmed. Well, yeah, it's hard to watch because they're asking for donations. It's supposed to be. His face perked up, and he asked which TV shows had violence against animals. Ooh, that's not cool. There was an eagerness in how he asked, which definitely creeped me out, and I left quickly. Yeah, that's fucked up. Damn. Okay, let's see. This was by far the most terrifying slash hilarious date that I've ever been on. Years ago, when I was a junior in high school and he was in college, uh, we had been texting casually for a few weeks. One weekend, he met my friend and me at a local concert. When it was over, the friend I got a ride from had to leave urgently, so this guy offered to drive me home. No big deal, I thought I needed a ride. We went to dinner, and it was very nice. Nothing weird or really suspicious. Wait a minute, you were a junior in high school. How would you know what weird or suspicious looks like? That's... Yeah, fuck you. Know-it-all jerk. Then came the ride home. My house, your parents' house, you mean, you prick, was about 45 minutes away through isolated freeways in the desert. Accepting a ride was not my proudest moment, I admit. He talked the entire ride, and it went from normal small talk to him saying that he had superpowers. This could have been me as well. He said that when he was in high school, he went to an alternate dimension and couldn't find his way back. The only way for him to find his way was to sell his soul to a merchant he found in the other dimension. When he got back to the dimension, he had superpowers and could see people's emotions. He then creepily leaned over and said, I can make you feel anything right now. He also said that he knew the four horsemen of the apocalypse and that they were, they were going to help me during the end of the world. At this point, I was convinced I was going to end up in a garbage bag on the side of the road, but I got home safe. Never talked to him again until he was my server at a restaurant years later and was extremely awkward. Well, why didn't the four horsemen of the apocalypse help him get a better job? Damn. But imagine if he did. Like, what if he did know the four horsemen of the apocalypse and he was just being nice? Then you're a cunt. That's fucking weird, though. Probably the same guy from Vancouver. A co-worker asked me out for a drink after work. He wasn't my usual type, but always seemed nice enough, so I figured I'd give him a shot. We hit a bar, and all seems well until he apparently has one too many. He starts telling me stories about his past and how he was basically a knee-breaker slash hitman for some crime organization. Well, that's interesting. He gives me a ton of details about methods and then the, the going rate for whatever they needed. The stories got progressively worse and more graphic, but I'm still not really believing any of it. I think he's trying to weirdly impress me. He's quiet for a minute, stares off into space, silently weeping, <laughs> then leans over to me, and his eyes just go dead cold. He tells me that if somebody paid him $5,000, he'd cut off one of my hands. But since we're friends, he would do it quick and clean at the wrist and put the hand on ice so it could possibly be saved. I started believing him then. I could tell that he was probably serious about some of it. So I told him I'm feeling sick and I have to go home. I stayed friendly with him at work until he eventually got fired for stealing from the bar we worked at. I was very concerned about the ramifications of no longer being on his good side. I still didn't know if his stories about being a hired goon were true, but I do believe that he fantasized about it enough and or fantasized deeply about it enough to scare the shit out of me. And I've never been happier to see somebody disappear. <laughs> Okay, I went on a date with somebody that said you were definitely Chinese. How are you not Chinese? I'm 100% Irish, and no matter how many times I've stressed this, he would not give up his implication that I was Chinese. I don't know if you used all those words right, but what the fuck? 
Okay, so I picked up a girl, drove to dinner, it was at a nice place, asks, she asked if it was cool if she smokes. She pulls out a blunt. I got upset. She blows smoke in my face, so I kicked her out. She stuck a bloody tamp onto my car. You need a higher class of person, dude, but what the fuck? Like, that's, that, I, you couldn't see the warning signs, you fucking idiot? Like, that's just a whole different type of crazy. Man. Jesus, okay. A woman dodged one huge major bullet after breaking up with a guy she had been dating from Meet Me. I don't know what that is, but though he almost moved in with her family, she caught him looking down her sh the shirt of her 12-year-old daughter. She found out that the pervert was awaiting a court hearing for sexually assaulting a child. And you brought him around to your kids, you fucking mouth-breathing scumbag? What's wrong with you? Do none of you people know how to have background checks done? God... After talking back and forth on a dating website, one woman decided to exchange Facebook information with him. After noticing and commenting on a picture of her daughter, the guy made a comment about how he recently taught all his own kids about masturbation. Uh, after explaining how uncomfortable and unnecessary telling her that was, the man tried to justify himself by explaining that dads should be the one to teach their daughters about fucking. Oof. God. After talking with a guy in OK Cupid, a woman decided to go to his place for a date. Upon arrival, she noticed that he had a wall full of knives and machetes. What's wrong with that? I have a wall full of guns, knives, and machetes. Fuck you. As if that wasn't scary enough, and swords. He decided it would be a good tactic to hold one against, that's not cool, against her throat, just to show her how sharp they were. Yeah, that's fucked up. You don't do that. But what's wrong with having a knife collection? It's a tool. People collect tools. Douchebag. One girl thought someone had been talking... What? One girl thought someone she had been talking to online was pretty normal. He was nice, good-looking, had a good job. Did he, though? Or did he just say that he did? Because I'm a doctor. You might not know that. I'm a doctor. No, I'm not a fucking doctor. But when they meet in person, he asked her if she would be willing to have anal sex with him. Like, he receives it? Although the date should have ended there, the, why? The guy proceeded to drink heavily, only to wind up crying about, yeah, whatever. And he threw up on her. Nice. Um, yeah, you're an idiot. After meeting Maggie on an online dating site, one guy was pleasantly surprised with how much he liked the woman. So much so that they were sleeping together semi-regularly. But getting tired of having to use rubbers all the time, Maggie agrees to go on the pill. After saying she did so, the two had sex, and it wasn't until until after the fact that Maggie remembered that she hadn't, in fact, started the pill yet. Oops. Really? Oops. Just fucking get her drunk and make her move the piano around. Uh, after going through a divorce, one woman decided to try online dating. When she planned a second date with the guy, he asked her to meet in a parking lot of a church, which was a part of a popular strip. When she did, he invited her into church, where his AA meeting was being held. She tried to be supportive, but... He had her serving the coffee for the first half an hour of being there, and before, Jesus Christ, it wasn't going to work out, and she figured it out. Wow, God, you guys are fucking pathetic. You stick around, she poured coffee for 30 minutes. What the fuck is that shit? Uh, while talking to a guy on Tinder, one female was asked if she would marry him for 10 grand because he desperately wanted to become a citizen. That's a bad deal, man. People pay a lot more for that service. Fucking, if he had 10 grand... To pay for a wife, you could pay the $1,000 to get fake paperwork. Like, come on, dude. What the fuck? When one guy met a 9.5 on Plenty of Fish, he was excited. On their date, she said that she was a model, which all seemed fine and well, until she mentioned that she needed money for rent. 
After only two drinks, she offered to trade sex for money for rent, and she continued to bother him days later, texting him and begging him for money, even offering to let him video the act if he was willing. Apparently, looks can only take you so far in life. Yeah, it sounds like she had an awful personality. Jesus Christ, get a fucking job. Men typically have a hard time knowing how to act around a woman when she's crying. Yeah, I can tell you, easy, you just get up and leave. But this challenge becomes all the more difficult when the woman you're on a date with is crying because she broke up with her agoraphobic ex-boyfriend. And while this lady probably wouldn't have gotten a second date because of her emotional outburst alone, she decided to seal the deal by trying to kiss the guy while she was sobbing. Well, at least she's sweet, I guess. Jeez. Okay, first dates can be awkward, but for one particular guy, got weird when a woman he met for dinner took an electric scale out of her purse to weigh her food before eating it. They were sharing food, so it took quite some time for her to divide it up into portions, and you can probably imagine that it was frustrating. Check, please. Yeah, because you know she's weighing her shits, too, with that same scale. Come on. In September 2017, Bristol resident Liam Smith met up with a woman he matched with on Tinder. The two went out to have dinner at a Portuguese restaurant. At a, at, Would it be a Portuguese restaurant or would it be Brazilian? I guess Portugal's a country, right? I don't fucking know. I live in America. And then they went back to his apartment. Everything went okay until the woman went to the bathroom. Oh, we've read these before. She shit out the window. Yeah, we've been here before. I knew these stupid-ass stories sounded familiar. Ugh, Okay. I'm going to take a quick break after that fuck up, but I will be back. I'm a VIP, and I want to live around people just like myself. Rich and divorced. Shady Acres. I'm Everett Carrington. Shady Acres is an incredible, upscale, state-of-the-art, top-notch condominium developer. Condom. A short drive out of town on some pristine wetlands. Away from the noise and uninvited diversity of the city. Shady Acres. And when you buy into that dream that is Shady Acres, not only do you get a luxurious 5,000 square foot condo with underground parking for your newly acquired sports car, but there's also a jacuzzi for entertaining. Jacuzzi. Each condo is tastefully furnished with a stock bar and an exotic waterbed shaped like a dollar sign. Shady Acres also has a golf range, firing range, helipad, and exotic petting zoo when your kids come to visit. You're successful? Start defining your lifestyle. Start defining yourself. Shady Acres. Shady Acres. Happiness is worth the price. Shady Acres. I feel like that's probably just the prison that Martha Stewart was in. Anyway, so I... Purchased some prophylactics that were advertised to help guys last longer. <sighs> okay, here we go. Basically, they have a mild numbing gel in them, and I just couldn't get it up. Then she went down on me to try to re-enter Boner City, and I lost, and she lost feeling in her mouth and tongue. Oh, God. Some of those gels that come from China, scary shit. Sex in front of a clown collection is what the next one's called. So my friend's grandfather had passed away, and my friend's parents asked him to move in for a while so the house wouldn't be empty. As they figured out what to do with it, he asked me if I wanted to move in, and because there was no rent, I said yes. 
A week or so before I moved in, I was in town and met a girl at the bar. Didn't want to drive back 20 miles to her place, 20 miles back to where I had been living. So we went to the grandpa's house and picked up a random room. Didn't really look around because we were busy until she was on top of me and we both came to realize this is where grandpa kept his clown collection. Like the whole room had clowns, clown dolls, clown paintings. And she was like, uh, did you take me here on purpose? It took me a while to convince her that this was my first time in the terrifying room of clowns. Uh, we met at a bar, didn't talk much before he suggested we go back to my place, which we did. We did the deed, and afterwards, while we were cleaning up and getting dressed, I said to him, that was amazing, we should do it again, to which he replied, absolutely, let me give you my email address. I don't text, because my wife checks my phone. Oof. So it wasn't his first time doing that. God. All right, on a drunken night, went home with a girl from a party. Anyway, did the deed, we pass out. The next morning, I wake up, breakfast in bed, nice start. Five minutes later, her six-year-old son, who I have no idea where he came from, remember, we went to her place after a party, and no one was there the night before, uh, you know, like a babysitter or a significant other, he comes in the room and says, are you going to be my new daddy? And before I can even think of a response, the girl with a very weird look in her face says, let's hope so. Ugh, God. No, kid. Your mom is what you call a... <laughs> um, waking up and being asked to leave and then going outside to find my car being towed and then having to go back inside and wait was my low point of internet dating. God. Uh, man. Came home with a girl from the bar. We were both trashed. We slept with each other. Her dog watched. She vomited on me while performing oral sex. Uh, cleaned up as best she could before passing out. Woke up the next morning to her mother attempting to come in the room asking who was in there with her. She says, nobody, go away, before telling me that I couldn't leave until her parents left for work. No way in hell I was staying for two hours with puke chick. I climbed out the window on the second floor and jumped off the roof, stuck the landing and jogged down the street into a cul-de-sac, turned around to get out, and her mom is on the front lawn in a bathrobe, staring me down, holding her morning coffee. Oh, and I got chlamydia. Jesus fucking Christ, you're a douchebag. Thank you for sharing that story with me. Now I feel like I have chlamydia. A guy I took home from the bar whom I previously met before multiple times uh, left me $150 on the bedside table I found it when I woke up. Attached was a note that said, thanks. You're welcome. Jesus. I woke up and went outside to call an Uber after I had this hooking up date with a girl from Tinder. And I was going... Wait, what? Turns out her dad is an Uber driver and guess... Who was his first customer of the day? Hands down, the most awkward car ride I have ever experienced. Oh, God. Jesus. Second year of university, I decided I was going to go on a night out with the intention of meeting somebody. And was, well, getting the guy drunkenly got to his university house. We went for it, and all went horribly wrong from there. We ended up falling asleep after failing miserably. Cut to the morning, I leave his house only to realize my new university house is right opposite uh, his with a mere patch of grass between us. What the hell? Terrifying. Oh, I'm so scared. You're a fucking loser. Jesus. Okay. I had a pretty normal one-night stand. The guy was nice, the sex was decent, and at around 7 in the morning, the police show up to his apartment to drag him out in handcuffs. He tells me to call the number on a card and tell his lawyer John has been arrested. Meet him at the station. I stay, talk to the police, and every question they ask, I answer with, I literally just met him last night. Turns out it was for fraud related to his job. I thought 
I may have dodged a serial killer or something, but I wasn't so lucky. <laughs> at least she has a sense of humor about it. We met at a bar, didn't talk much. Yeah, okay, we read that one already. Um, uh, I went home with a girl, went to the bathroom naked during the night. Couldn't remember what door I was in. Saw the bathroom light was on, peeked my head out, and it was her dad. And I, I ran downstairs to hear, what the fuck are you doing? I couldn't remember her name and just responded with, I came home with the girl. He must have only had one daughter and directed me to her room. The next morning, when she was about to drop me at home, she introduced me to her parents. Her dad said, I know who he fucking is. I caught him walking around our house at 4 a.m. God. I woke up naked in my friend's apartment next to some naked dude. I didn't know after a night of hard drinking. I got up, got dressed, and stumbled into the hall to go to the bathroom. I ran into my friend who said, you slept with my friend Paul last night. I said, oh, yeah, okay, well, he's still in there. My friend said, that's not Paul. What? Okay, so you're a slut. Um, unsympathetic cop. A lot of money was missing from my wallet. Her phone number was fake, and I had no idea what her last name was or where she lived. And when I spoke to the police, I had a very unsympathetic police officer who made it clear she didn't approve of me bringing home a girl I just met at a bus station. Not my proudest moment. You know what shouldn't be your proudest moment is calling the police and filing a report, you fucking rat. Um, chatted with a guy online. We met up in real life. Both of us were up for some fun, and we went back to his house. We had a lot of fun, and it was a good time. As I'm getting dressed to leave, he starts talking about how we should see a movie the next weekend, and I say, no. He got really emotional and said, so you won't be my girlfriend. I reminded him that I told him I was just looking for fun, and he said he thought I would change my mind once the sex started and started telling how great of a boyfriend he would be and how happy he could make me. Bruh, you're desperate. All I could think to do was say, I gotta, I gotta go, and walk out. He sent me messages for a few months until he finally got the hint. God, you guys are all pathetic. I met an educated, friendly, and interesting guy at a bar. I wasn't necessarily into him as more than friends, but we ended up hanging out at my place and having sex twice. Wow. Yeah, way to send clear signs. There's never a hint that he was in a relationship. The sex was decent, so I was excited to text him for a few days. That was until my friend found him on Facebook via his phone number with photos of him and the same girl going back for years. I was ready to cut my losses and move on. Then we found the Facebook with a wedding planner cover photo. And that sinking feeling led to Googling for their wedding site. He's getting married next weekend. You're an asshole. I hope you die. Both of you. The first clue that things would go badly was that she was straddling me on the couch and went to take my shirt off. I guess I did something that she interpret, interpreted as reluctance because she leaned over my ear and whispered, Don't worry, I'm fat too. I hadn't realized that either one of us were fat. Oof. Oof. God, that's rough. Uh, went home with a random girl, did our thing, went to sleep like normal. I woke up at 7 and tried to get her up. She starts to stir and then has a full-on grand mal seizure right in my bed. She was out of it for a good while, but luckily my coworker gets seizures, so I knew what I had to do. Unfortunately, since I knew nothing about her medical history, I had to call her mom to see if she'd ever had a seizure before. Turns out she hadn't, so I had to take her to the local hospital where I had to explain in front of her parents and her sister that no, I'm not her boyfriend, and no, she couldn't dress herself, etc. Oh, God. During sex, he accidentally knocked down a picture frame hanging over his bed. The frame breaks when it hits his head and hangs around his neck. It's just cheap plastic, and he doesn't seem to get hurt, so we laugh it off, clean it up, and get back to what we were doing. I keep getting distracted by how weird he felt, like he was sweating marmalade. Oh, no. 
I ask if he will let me reach out and switch the light on to see what the fuck that sticky shit is so he moves. And I do, and the whole bed is covered in blood. My hair, his torso, apparently a shard cut a vein in his neck. Ugh, and my face had been rubbing against it. He looks at me and screams, runs to the toilet, and proceeds to throw up. Everything looked like a horror show, especially me. Oh, man. That's brutal. That's fucking cool. But that's, uh, that's something. We're going to take another break. Sweaty leather tracksuit? Absurdly fat Deglo laces? Something missing? Complete the look with a replica car sign insignia on a chunky gold plate chain at Vice City's one-stop shop for people who know how to put the hip into hip-hop. Wow, you look fresh. Complete the look. Wow, you look fresh. All right, and I don't think it's going to get any better from that last story, so uh, I'm going to call it right now. Thank you all for tuning back into the Anthology of Horror. This has been another wonderful and informative episode, and thank you guys very much for continuing to grow my fan base. If you could continue to do that, that would be wonderful. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your boss, tell your kids, whatever. Uh, spread the show around because it strokes my king-sized ego to see my subscriber count climbing. Uh, this show is not monetized, so I'm not making any money, but if you feel I deserve some, please go to patreon.com slash anthology of horror and make a contribution. If not, I understand times are tough. No worries. Uh, I do have a good time making the episode and that is good because not many things make me smile, but these definitely do. And, uh, fortunately, since I switched back to Buzzsprout and I got rid of that awful fucking pyramid scheme that is Anchor, I can now, I believe, get my city by city stats yet again. And if you ever wanted to make a podcast, don't do so with Anchor, because they're scam doctors and fucking finagling shysters. Con men, all of them. Okay, last episode of Scary Fuckers Scaring Fuckers. Wow, not bad. Thanks, guys. Uh, let's see, the number one country. United States, followed by United Kingdom, Australia, Canada, Norway, Romania. Oh, hello, Norway. United Arab Emirates, Jamaica, Mexico, Pakistan. Thank you very much, you guys. 18 different countries in total. Well, that always surprises me. And for the cities, 4% of listeners, rounding out the number one spot, Centennial, Colorado, followed by Westlake Stevens, Washington, Atlanta, Georgia, Dallas, Texas, San Jose, California, Chicago, Illinois is back on the list. That makes me happy. You guys dropped off for a while. Hopefully you guys are doing well. Houston, Texas, Columbus, Ohio, Islington, England, and then Malden, South Carolina. With honorable mentions, Alhambra, Arizona, Columbine, Colorado, Sydney, New South Wales, Seattle, Washington, Manhattan, New York, and the city of Westminster, England, and Los Angeles, California. Los Angeles, California, you disappoint me, but thank you all for tuning in, and until probably next week, stay spooky. Oh yeah, and if you guys have questions, comments, concerns, whatever, please, I don't claim that I will get back to you soon, but I will eventually get back to you if you message me on Instagram slash Duke Landis 17. That's Instagram.com slash Duke Landis L-A-N-D-I-S 17 on Instagram. That's Duke Landis 17 and Instagram.com. Eventually I'll get back to you when I can't say, but eventually. Just because I'm bad at social media and I'm working again, so uh that's good. Once again, thank you all very much, and until next time, stay spooky. Adios, fuckers.